Hello everyone, welcome back to Uncovered, a true crime podcast. My name is Emma. And my name is Lily. And for the first time ever, we're recording in a thunderstorm. Yeah, it's gonna be spooky. It is kind of spooky already. It was so dark. It was really dark. I did turn my headlights on outside and it's like, what, 6pm? Yes. Almost 7? It's basically 7. Yeah, 7. 7 something. Okay, Lily's doing her case today. If you haven't noticed, we're kind of switching off. We're, there's some yeah. organization to this. Yes. Actually. <sighs> we're a mess, but we're trying. I, I, what's this? It's called Footsteps in the so, Snow. So, actually, when I okay. started researching it, there was some people saying Footsteps in the Snow, and then other people saying Footsteps in the Attic. Because so there's are both. They in, okay. So, like, yeah, it's, I don't know, because there's another story, too, about a little girl who got murdered, and there's, that one's also called Footsteps in the Snow. So, okay. it's just kind of weird. Oh, heads up, this will be two parts. Yes. This is our very first two-parter. This is a two-parter. I thought the first two-parter would come from me. Not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> well, I I didn't realize how crazy this case was until I really started researching it. Because I had no idea what it was, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like it's actually kind of, kind of hard to, like, find cases to do podcasts about. Because there's not, like, in-depth information on every single one. Yeah. I lucked out on this because there is a lot of information. Oh, another heads up for next week. Are we going to do two episodes then? Yeah, we could do two episodes. We could do two episodes? Okay. Um, I know that I put that poll up on the Instagram of, like, pick the next case I do, Mm -hmm. but my dumb self went out and bought (laughs) a $25 book about, um, it's called, what's it called? Empire of Pain. looks like a great book. I'm probably still going to read it. Actually, let's be honest, I'm probably not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I spent twenty five whole dollars on a book to end up not even doing that for next week's case because it's more of like it's very House of Gucci. It's not oh. like it's not like true crime. Which I have the House of Gucci book too. So mm-hmm. instead, I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell y'all. It's gonna be a surprise. But I'm, <laughs> it's it's a smaller case. It's not like anything well known. It's also not, it's pretty crazy actually. I've never heard of it. I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's it's like I don't know. Everywhere I go, it's like the same information. Mm. And then there's, like, some conflicting information. I don't know. I could yeah. change it again. You never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. That's what's kind of nice, keeping it a surprise. Cause if That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, psych. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's let's get into it, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, first, I would like to say, I read a book for this. The book is called Footsteps in the Attic, and it's written by Edward Chilvers. So, it was only 99 cents on Amazon You're for joking. the Kindle app. I need to stop spending 25 freaking dollars on every single book. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not spending a lot of money yeah. because... No. I'm growing my library. Yeah. Well, and like, on the Kindle app, it's really easy because it's like... I need to get a Kindle so kind of skim easier. I feel like in a book, it's like you have to... I don't know. I feel like it's harder to skim when it's like physically there. You know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? Um, I just realize we totally forgot to tell y'all we have a very exciting yes, very okay. exciting update that a lot of you guessed right on instagram mm-hmm. but we are getting new equipment <laughs> so shout out to my fiance silas yeah for, silas. for buying all of our equipment <laughs> literally he everything rocks. he does because i thought that i could understand like how to do podcast stuff and mm-hmm. he was telling me everything i was like i had no idea so yeah. We're getting microphones. We are getting no headphones. Did I tell you about what kind of microphones we're getting? No. We're getting like the boom ones that we like. We'll clip on something and we can like move them around. Oh, I'm gonna feel like a 
God, I know. Like, I'm we're going to feel like a podcaster now. Oh, my gosh. And we're getting headphones, and Silas is going to be doing all the editing from wow. now on because... Dude, that's going to stress me out. I'm going to be like, he's probably going to laugh at me every five seconds because I'm going to sound like... Oh, no. Idiot. He's so excited. Really? He's, he's so excited to be involved. It's okay, so cute. good. That's awesome. Yes, so that's that's that our so other fun. little update. Yeah. I hope I can fit that in somewhere. If not, we'll just post on the Instagram. Yeah, we can be... Yeah, okay, okay, back to the case. Okay. So, the book that I got, I got it on the Kindle app, so it was, like, 99 cents. So, and it was really informational. Like, there was a lot on this case that I, because I was, at first, doing Wikipedia. That's, okay, I hate doing Wikipedia, because, like, anyone can go in and edit it. Right. Which scares me. So, like, I feel like there was, like, maybe one thing that was conflicting that I was like, wait a second, what? But... I don't know. So, like, because the, there's a little girl in the story, and Wikipedia said she was seven, but the book said she was nine. That's kind of a big difference. Yes. But I'm trying to remember if in the beginning of the book it said mm. she was seven, but it also it was a quote. Like, so somebody okay. said she was nine. So it could be possible that uh, during the investigation yeah. of everything, they just figured she was nine, and they didn't know exactly how old she was. Okay. So anyways, um, also I want to go into um, a quick trigger warning because there is, um, so it's a gruesome case okay. and there is sexual abuse um, and there's also children being murdered. I personally don't, I don't like kid cases, cases like that. <laughs> I don't like kid cases. Obviously it's not like only focused on that. All right. But children are involved. Yes, they are. I don't like cases like that. But I didn't realize how crazy crazy it was. Okay. A lot of the stuff like that happened before they were murdered, I didn't realize happened. Oh. So, anyways. Okay. Let's. Um, I also don't feel like we're gonna be one of those podcasts that's like we don't do kid cases. Yeah. No, I don't feel I. Like it sucks, but it, like. But I think I. So and that's yeah. why we give trigger warnings. If you don't want to listen to it, right? That's you don't have totally to listen okay. to it. Come yeah. back to the next episode. Well, actually, the, maybe don't come the, back to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> go to the um, Instagram. Yeah, go <laughs> to the Great time there. <laughs> um. All right. So let's get into it. Footsteps in the attic or footsteps in the snow. Whatever I'm ready. you want to call it. I'm ready. Um, so on the evening of March 31st, 1922. Whoa, this is old. Yes, this is a hundred years ago. I forgot to say that. Yeah. It, this is an old case, 1922, and there's a lot of information about it, that's which is interesting. That's a, that's 100 years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Um, six inhabitants of a Bavarian farmstead called Hinterkaifeck. Okay. It's the names, also that. This I is mean, German, right? This is ger- a German case. So, like, all the names, just bear Germans, with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> to my German ancestors, please, please forgive me. Please don't get mad at me. I... I'm really American. Um, <laughs> You're really American. <laughs> I really am. I don't know how to say things. Anyways. Me either. Um, six inhabitants of a Bavarian farmstead called Hinterkaifeck were brutally murdered by an unknown assailant. Six? six. Like a family? Yes. And their maid. Oh. Which I go into. So they had money? That's crazy. Yes. They were pretty well off. Okay. Her. Um, 
So the farm was located about 70 kilometers north of Munich, Germany. Okay. So about Me pretending 40... like I know where that is. <laughs> so about 43 miles away. Okay. And then I put in my notes. I said, you're welcome for confirming that. I know you yes. wanted to know. Also, I don't know how accurate that is. I'm really dumb. <laughs> but I did look it up after, Wait, and I it, can confirm. Wait, is it north, east, south, or west of Munich? <laughs> don't ask me that question. Okay. Uh, it's somewhere 43 miles yeah. but around. The exact, but the exact location of the farm is Wade okay. Hoffen. Wade Hoffen? Yeah, Bavaria, Hoffen. Germany. Okay. Probably didn't say that right, but you know, it's okay. Whatever. The farm was built around 1863 and would be demolished less than a year after the murders took place. Which... You know it's bad when they demolish the house. Yeah. Just Especially that long ago. Yeah, just wait, girl. Um, Which, when they demolished it after the murders, it revealed additional evidence. (gasps) Which is really interesting because... Oh my gosh, like John Wayne Gacy? Yes, because it, it's interesting that they found more evidence because the detectives that were on this case were, like, they put in work. Okay, Like, good. they were... I feel like that doesn't happen a lot. Cases. No, and especially in 1922. Yeah, that's, that's like, hard. They don't have anything, really. There's no DNA. Do yeah. they even have fingerprinting? No, I mean, this is an unsolved case, also. I oh, forgot what? to you mention... You forgot to tell me that part! I know! I'm sorry! Uh, yeah, I, it's an unsolved case. What if he's still out there? Well... He'd be dead, I know, but, like, yeah. what, what if he's still out there? Um, so, the farm was surrounded by a wooded area, um, and it was called Witch's Wood. Ooh, that's creepy. Which is really creepy. <laughs> I mean, but, Loki want to go there, though? Yes, yeah, like, I would literally <laughs> I mean, I'd poop my the pants there. <laughs> I'd be so scared. We need, so to, we need to pull ourselves together. I'm yeah. sorry, I need to pull myself together. It's okay. Um, <laughs> the name was kind of deceptive, though, because, um... The closest settlement to Hinterkaifeck was about a mile away. Ooh. So, um, yeah. It, it was an isolated place. No one to hear the screams. Yeah. <laughs> that was so dark. Um, the small s- settlement that was about a mile away was called Groburn. Groburn? Okay. Yeah. Um, and it only consisted of a small few farms and cottages. Cute. Um, and the closest settlement of any substance was a town called Wade Hoffen, how do you say that? Yeah. Which I talked about before. Okay. Um, and that was south, wait, which was to the south and would take about over an hour to get to on foot. Okay. So they would walk. I was and, just thinking, I was like, I wonder how far, that, how long that would take in my car, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw it, but I didn't put it in there. Sorry, I should oh, have Oh, no, it's fine. If it's an hour on foot, it's probably like, what? minutes driving depending on how fast i think it's at like 30 minutes no whoa not the way i drive um and the town the wadehofen or whatever however you say it um consisted of a church and in an, a school okay so like so it's like little house on the prairie but like yeah, german uh, yeah kind of oh. but really dark <laughs> This is a dark story. Little house gone wrong. Um, yeah. And then I mention all of this because not many visitors were found around these small towns that surrounded the Hinterkaifeck farm, adding to the strangeness of the murder that took place on the night of March 31st. So, um, and then I'm going to go into a little bit of detail about the house. 
just to help understand a little bit like about the layout of it. Yeah, and like where people were found took place and everything. Um, the house was split into two parts: a regi- a residential living space for the family and a barn for the livestock, or a stable. I kind of switch off. Okay, so stable and barn is the same thing in the uncovered podcast dictionary. Yeah. (laughs) Because it switched off in the book, too, so that's kind of funny. There was a door that connected the barn to the kitchen. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like that would get stinky. Yeah, it definitely would, but what wasn't stinky back then? That's so true. (laughs) Everyone was stinky. Um, And the the shape of the house was kind of like a backwards R. Okay. And I think the biggest part was probably the barn. Okay. So, their living space was really small. Is there, like, a layout that you could post on Instagram? Yes. <gasps> oh, my gosh, fun. Okay. Yes. I have a faraway picture of the house. Okay. Um, and then there's, like, a map, too, and everything. So, fun. everybody will be able to see the pictures. I love that. Go follow um, us on Instagram at UncoveredThePod. I'm yes. going to shout us out again at the end, but mm-hmm. go follow us. Uh, so, the attic ran over the barn and the living quarters of the family without a wall separating the two rooms. So So the whole attic was open? Yeah. There the, was okay. no wall. So like how the kitchen and the barn downstairs were yeah. separated. So the no, attic it was just like completely that. open all across yes. the So like noise up there you would hear all throughout the house. Okay. Which is like <sighs> Yeah, I don't like attics. Spooky. I'm really glad I don't have one. I don't either. Or basements. And they have both. Oh my god, wait, okay, they were, like, low-key living in the lap of luxury, though. If you have an attic... For 1922, yeah. in the middle of nowhere, yeah. My my old house in Oregon had an attic, but I've always wanted a basement, like, a nice one. Yeah, yeah. a fun basement. A fun basement, basement. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, we're gonna move on from talking about the house, and I'm gonna talk about the six victims. Wait, I'm making that up. We did not have an attic in oh. my Oregon house. We had it. We had one after we moved here. Actually, I don't even know. I was, Girl. like, five. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. <laughs> I can't right now. I'm literally... Um, so, the first... So, the man of the house. Mm-hmm. I think his name... Andreas? Just... Andreas? Call him Andy. We'll call him Andy. Gruber, because I say his name a lot. He is a big part of the story. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's, like, the bad guy or something. Well... Oh. Um... Uh, so Andy, we'll call Andy. him, okay. Gruber is their last name. Okay. Um, at the time of his murder, he was 63 years old and was the second husband of Kazilia Gruber. She was 72. Whoa. Yeah. She was a little bit of a cougar. Oh, I mean, get into it. Yeah. Kazilia, or how, Kazilia, it's I think that's C-A-Z-I-L-I-A. Kazilia. Yeah, that's what. Maybe yeah. they're more of like a Kazilia. 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 Yeah, maybe. I'll just say Kazilia. Or Kaz or Cassie. I'll call her Kazilia. Kazilia. Um, she had been left widowed with three children oh. in 1885. Okay. Um, Kazilia was then remarried to Andy in 1886, and it was presumably a marriage of profit rather than it was of love. I mean, just like her gotta first do marriage. What she gotta do. Yeah, and her first marriage was the same thing. Okay, I mean, smart move, um, I guess. Yeah, and Kazilia was left everything from her previous marriage, oh, which included the farm. Okay, um, so this is her house. Yes. she and owned, Andy moved in. Yes, but she later had to give her husband half of it. Okay, I mean, she's probably going to be dead by then anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, she literally is going to be dead. <laughs> Girl, I just clicked. 
Uh, now I want to quickly add that this family was not innocent oh. or wholesome in any way at all. Like, they're not a cute little, like, farm so, family. So, are you... S- no one... De- well, some people do deserve to be murdered. <laughs> this family... Uh, yes, I would like to say this family didn't deserve what happened to them. However, they... Karma? They yeah, had what's coming? sort of. A little bit. Okay. They are pretty much all a bunch of um, douchebags. Okay. So, I mean, okay, there's, like, the kids aren't... Right. Are they just, like, products of their parents, or well, were they actually fine? It, you'll see. It's just complicated. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, so, the couple had gone to have three daughters with only one surviving adulthood. It had been rumored and speculated by the neighboring farmers that the two daughters that passed away were malnourished and neglected by their parents. <gasps> Okay, yeah, forget these two people. I have a question, though. So yes. you said Kazelia already had three children from her previous marriage and then yes. went on to have three more? Yes. Okay, and then two yeah. died. I didn't go into detail about her, her children first, that okay. she already had. Um, one of them died in the war that oh, was about to, like, kick up in Europe at the time. Okay. Um, and then I didn't look into the other two. Okay. Um, I was just wondering if they were yeah, so they six were, total. They weren't in the house at all. Like, okay. they were gone. They... I think they were boys, or one of them was a girl or something. Okay. I can't remember. They were um, but they're not very now. important to the story. Okay, gotcha. As far I was as just I making know. sure that she had six kids total, or yeah. birthed six yes. kids. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. Um, so they were neglected and starved, or they were allegedly. The neighbors allegedly. figured that that's what was going on, okay. and that's why the two other girls died, um, but one of them survived. Okay. Um, it was also reported that when walking by the farm, screams and cries from the children could be heard coming from the basement. From the basement? Yeah. So, like, they would put their three girls in the basement. Dude. Or some something. People, some people just shouldn't have kids. Yeah, it's like, don't have kids don't if you're going to Don't have gonna kids if you're like not going to take I don't them. understand. That's a bunch of um, So, their only surviving daughter was named Victoria, Cute. which it's spelled really interesting. V-I-K-T-O-R-I-A. Yeah, that's... Um, so, Victoria... Um, was born in 1887. She was raised and remained in Groburn in Hinterkaifeck. Um, in the, sorry, in the Groburn and Hinterkaifeck area for her whole life. Okay. So she never left. Okay. Um, she grew up to be, by all accounts, blonde and beautiful with a remarkable singing voice, which put her in the forefront of the local church choir. Okay. So into it, Victoria. she was gorgeous Blonde, very German, probably had blue eyes, you know. Right. You're looking at her. You're looking at her. (laughs) She was very involved in the church and was said to be deeply religious. Okay. Um, She had a good relationship with all of her peers, who all spoke very fondly of her. Um, She sounds like a really nice person. Yeah, she seems... The least deserving of what happened to her. Yeah, and then her two kids. Which will go into Oh, it. okay, so she... Yeah, so she gets age. older. I mean, she doesn't die when she's young. Okay, but so, like, this is, like, her backstory. Yeah, because keep in mind, when her parents died, they were, like, 63 and 70. Right. Something. So, like, they were older, so they were grandparents. Okay, um, gotcha. And despite her outwardly cheerful and pious, which means deeply religious... I didn't know what that meant. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I've always wondered what that And means. I th- I think that's how you say it, pious. pious I yeah. looked it up. And that it sounds right. Yeah. Um, so that means deeply religious. Um, so her cheerful and pious nature, she was literally living in a private hell. 
Like, Aww. so trigger warning. This is where the sexual abuse comes in. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Give you time to click away. Yeah, you, yeah. Just get out of here when you can, girl. Yeah, yeah. Skip, um, skip forward. I even tried to make it a little less. Okay. Because it was in the book. It was a little bit. It went into like. Detail. It wasn't really bad, but it was a little bit like. Ooh. I don't want to talk so, about it. Yeah. yeah. So I explain it, but it's not like super detailed. Okay. As far as I can remember, I wrote it a little while ago. The abuse that was caused at the hands of her father. Ugh. Um, fast forward to 1930, uh, so this so, is after they were murdered. The, I'm, this is somebody's, like, probably, um, when they were doing the investigation, they were questioning okay. this person. Gotcha. So he probably wanted to state, make this statement about the abuse or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is 1930. Um, a local farmer named Lorenz Schlittenbauer... Okay. I think that's how you say it. Schlittenbauer? Yeah. Um, and then I put in little... Little parentheses? Yeah, little parentheses. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. Um, I put, he's important. Okay. Don't about this man. Schlittenbauer. Yeah. Lorenz. I say a Lorenz a lot because that's a lot easier than Schlittenbauer. saying Schlittenbauer <laughs> every few minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he made a statement to the police about the sexual abuse that took place, saying, quote... It was also well known that the old Gruber often had sexual intercourse with his daughter. Oh my gosh. She told me herself how her father had started sexual relations with her. Okay. The, that's not that's not sexual intercourse. That's rape. Yeah. <laughs> was that not a word back then? I guess not. I mean it was nineteen twenty two, nineteen thirty. Yeah, that's whatever. I yeah. don't I don't like this dude. I don't either. Okay, he deserves to die. Like anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um so he had started sexual relations with her from the age of 16 and also told my first wife how she was unable to stand the sight of her father because he was always forcing himself upon her. Oh, that poor girl. Unquote. Um, and I <laughs> I put in um, parentheses, which like, yeah, obviously she couldn't look at him. He's a disgusting pig. I would probably puke every time <laughs> oh. you'd be within 100 feet of him. And it's just like sad because at that point in time, stuff like that was not talked about. It really wasn't. And it was, I don't obviously want to, like, put, like, uh, allegations out there, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was probably not uncommon. Especially in rural just areas yeah. like that. Like, probably incest, like, and all there that wasn't, stuff. And there wasn't many repercussions either. No, and, like, girls couldn't just get out. They had to be married to yeah. leave. You know, so it's just, like, really sad. Oh, that poor girl. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Her story is really sad. Her father is the eye of Satan's butthole, and I hate him. And I'm, um, 100%. I'm, I'm glad he dies. Yeah. Um, so this information was already confirmed, however, because Andy was caught by the family maid assaulting his daughter. Um, that was really graphic in the book, so I just okay. said assaulting his daughter. Okay. Yeah, um, he and Victoria were both arrested. and it Why was Victoria arrested? Because, it, because to the maid, it looked like it was consensual. Okay. Um, I think, I would guess, and also again, 19, whatever, yeah. 22, whatever, before then, probably. Before then, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was 1915 at the time. So, May, in May 1915, they were both convicted of incest. Um, so, noise. Yeah. Not so Wait, bad. I have a question, though. Was, 
Was it confirmed that it was not consensual? Yes. Okay. I would say yes, it was not consensual. So then I'm wondering how they both got convicted for incest. Who knows? Honestly, like, I partly wonder if she lied or tried to make it see, you know? Like, oh, what was she, she, well, maybe she was scared of her dad or what he was I do. think she was. I think okay. she was really afraid of her dad. That makes sense. Though. He was not a very nice that man. That poor girl. Yeah. Um, so up until her murder at the age of 35, Victoria was haunted by the abuse she suffered at the hands of her father. Um, she married a man named Carl Gabriel to presumably escape her abusive household. Um, she had a daughter with Carl and was widowed due to him being, uh, missing in action in the war that had just exploded in Europe at the time. This girl just can't. Yeah, no. Um, and... She basically married Carl to get out of her house. Like, I don't blame her. I don't. I think, think at that point I would too. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't blame her at all for doing that, um, because I don't think she really liked Carl that much, and her dad kind of scared him off. He hated her dad, um, and like the sad part is too is like a lot of people knew about the abuse that and her father like... was like inflicting on her. But also, like, it was also 1922. Like, what was there to be done about right, that? Right, exactly. Oh, but it's such just like such a... a it's just such a sad story. Yeah. And, like, there was nothing they could do either, probably. More than likely. I know, because it's not like she could just, like, run away. Because, like... Right. She would have nothing. Work. Yeah. Um, and... Victoria would later have a short affair with Lorenz Schlittenbauer. Who was he again? He was the one who said... Uh, oh, Victoria he's the one who testified me. later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had a little... Little rendezvous. They're bumping uglies. Mm. Mm. Just white girl. Um, Lorenz wanted to marry Victoria and had asked Andy for permission, stating that Andy would have to stop having relations with his daughter. Okay. However... He simply said, we will see. Frick you, Andy. No, sir. No, no sir. <laughs> like, what? We, we shall will see. We, we, sh- we will see. We will see? No. And, oh, also, I forgot about this information. I didn't put it in here, but I would like to add. At the time, uh, before, well, Lorenz liked Victoria, but he was married. <gasps> His wife died. Lorenz, you cheating bastard. <laughs> I know. Everybody kind of sucks in this story, to be honest. I know. Um, so. I have a question, though. Yes. Was Lorenz going to Andy to ask her Victoria's hand in marriage after her husband? Yes. After okay. her husband died, she and I thought Lorenz. I MIA. Was he dead, though? Well. Am I, am he I was missing dead? it. He, okay. Yeah, it, they had a funeral for him. And oh, okay. He never came R.I.P. What was his name? Carl? Carl. R.I.P. Carl. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. He sounded like a good guy. Yeah. He. I think he was. He. His family kind of made him marry her, though, for money. I mean, he sounds like an average guy. Yeah, like, he wasn't, like, great, but he, he wasn't, wasn't like, abusing her he or was, anything. He was, right, exactly. Um, Back then, I mean, seems like a win. Yeah. <laughs> the standards were low. Quite. Um, <laughs> uh... So, before Victoria was released from jail when she was convicted mm-hmm. um, with her father, um, she tried to get with Lorenz, <gasps> but he was married. Oh, okay. So, and this pres- is just like a... 
yeah, it's just intertwined in weird ways. This is like a and they're all neighbors. Universe. All these people are oh like my gosh, neighbors. This sounds like my mom's hometown. <laughs> oh no! Besides the murder part, <laughs> I'm not kidding. They're still passing each other around right now. Oh my now. gosh! Not even joking. That's really scary. Um, so then Lorenzo's wife did die, and um, Victoria was out of jail. Um, so then they got together, and they had a short affair. Oh, why yes. did it end? I'm not sure. There wasn't really clear information. I mean, about it that. seemed kind of hot and heavy. I would I'm assume that they would go insane. get married. I know, right? So then, a little while later, Lorenz would wanted to marry Victoria and had asked Andy for permission. And that's when he was. Like, that's we'll when see. he was like, "We will see if." I'm... Andy's so annoying. He grinds my ears. Uh, I hate him. I want to kick literally. him in the balls. Literally. Um. So the two were set to marry, but Victoria became pregnant. <gasps> Scandal. Lorenz broke the marriage off because he believed Andy to be the father. <gasps> yeah. Plot twist. Yeah. Um, and Andy was convinced the father of the unborn child was Lorenz's. Lorenz. So then they're just like pointing fingers at each other and Victoria's yeah. just alone with the She's baby. She's like, okay, I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, this caused the Gruber family to seek child support from Lorenz, to which he complied as he was fearful for his reputation. Okay, I mean, he was, like, like, sort of, not the mayor, but, like, he was, like, He was, like, in politics. Yes. Okay. He was very, like, involved with the town. So everybody knew him. So everybody knew him, which everybody knew everyone. So he was, like, a city manager. Yeah, and, and, right. He also, I would like to say, had kids already, because he was married. Okay. Um... So, were they, like, little kids, do you know? I think so. I think they were fairly young at the time. Okay. So, Victoria's two children were um, the oldest child, which was uh, Kazilia, named after her grandmother. Oh, okay. And Joseph, the youngest Wait, child. her mother or her grandmother? Well, Kazilia was named after her grandmother. Okay, gotcha. But gotcha. it was Victoria's mom. Right, right, right. Um, and then Joseph was the youngest, who was... We don't know who his dad is. So, Kazilia Jr. is the daughter of Carl. Yes. Gotcha. That's okay. Carl's daughter, yeah. And Dude, genealogy right here. I know. I feel like I'm actually getting it. Uh, yay! I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Yay! I'm really excited because I worked so hard on this. No, like, I'm understanding. I'm just double-checking because I'm I don't crying. Because like, <laughs> I also want, like, the listeners to, like... Yeah, I don't want it. it to be confusing. So, I'm, just, I... I'm reiterating your information, basically. Thanks. I'm using psychology. <laughs> so yeah, and I put it in like chronological, chronological, chronological order. order. I yeah, I need to do that with my. Um, but I did sort of do it a little differently because you know they got murdered. I mean, you know anyway, right. but I actually said. I it. mean, this is a true crime podcast, right? So if they weren't murdered, what are you thinking? Uh, what are we what, talking? About? I mean, I almost talked about the opioid doing? crisis, but that would be interesting actually. But so little, so we'll just call her little Kazilia. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, which which in the book, that's what he called her. That's sweet. Which makes sense. I mean, right. it's... She's a little Kazilia. Yeah, right. She was seven, so... When the murders took place? Yes. Okay. Um, and Joseph was only two years old. Baby. He was so little, um, which is really awful. So, quick side note, the family maid had quit six months before the murders took place, resulting in the family uh, hiring the last victim, uh, which was the new maid, Maria Baumgartner. And the maid who quit was the one who caught Andy. Yes. Okay. So the maid that quit six, six months before the murders took place, yeah, she caught Andy in Victoria. 
Um, so Maria was 44, and her entrance into this case is really, actually, truly tragic. Uh, oh. Her first day working at the farm was the day she lost her life. You're joking. Yeah. Um, she was single, childless, and had been a maid pretty much her whole life. She arrived at the farm with her sister, who stayed for about an hour to help her get settled into her small room that was right next to the kitchen. Um, Maria was nervous about her sister leaving and ran to her as she left um, and hugged her because she she was just, like, nervous because it was a new family. I wonder if she had a bad feeling. I wondered that, too, as I was reading, because there was some more information on that that I just didn't yeah. put in. Because um, she, I mean, she got murdered, but her Trust story. Trust your gut, bro. Yeah. Um, so she hugged her sister, and unfortunately, both women, unaware that they would be saying goodbye to each other for the last time. That That's they were so unaware sad. of that. I'm glad that they got that, though. I'm yes. glad that her sister got that, like, little hug yeah. and goodbye. But I think there were, like, in, as I was reading the book, like, um, it said that her sister was dealing with a lot of guilt. Mm. Which is really sad. Uh, I guess because she left her. I, I don't really know. It didn't go into detail. But yeah, I mean, it's really easy to blame yourself over, like, super tiny things. Like definitely. That, it's totally not your fault. Definitely. Um, so the days leading up to the murder, Victoria had been telling friends that over the past few days, uh, she had seen a strange man standing at the edge of the woods in an army coat watching the farm. Um, when he was approached, he would disappear into the woods again. Uh, this man seemed to make Victoria very uneasy on top of what regularly went on with her father. Um, about a day before the murders happened, strange things started to occur in and around the farm. Uh, Andy had gotten up early on the morning of March 30th to do his daily chores, presumably in the barn. Um, he came across a newspaper from Munich on the floor. This really made him uneasy. Because they're because like a long ways away from, from civilization. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, just the day before, a set of keys had gone missing. And we're nowhere to be found. So he couldn't find this set of keys, and then he found this newspaper. And he had asked everyone who lived at the farm about the newspaper, and they all denied ever buying one. Because they didn't, like, in the book it said they didn't subscribe to the paper. So they never had papers, like, come to their house. I wonder if they were like, is this the maid? No, she wasn't even there yet. She wasn't there yet at that time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so... I would poop myself. How is that not, like, a gigantic red flag? Yeah, well, you'll see. He's okay. so because like such I feel like if I came into my apartment and like something that I was know I didn't out of bring place in or something. Yeah. Oh, that's like my biggest fear is like coming home one same. day and like something being out of place. Yeah, I would literally always... pee my pants and run out the door and call the cops. Oh yeah, same. Like if I, there's anything mm-hmm. in my house that was off, just a little forget clearing the house. I don't. I don't Girl, get time for that. Yeah. He then asked the mailman if he left it by mistake, but unfortunately that wasn't the case either. So I wish it was. Mailman. I wish it was. Uh, same. Uh, Actually, not for Andy. He yeah. can go. He can go kick rocks. He honestly, he can go trip on a rock and hurt his little toe. Go trip on a rock, fall into a river, and drown. Anything. 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 <laughs> um. So yeah, it wasn't the family. It wasn't the mailman, and no one in that vicinity even subscribed to the paper. So no neighbors. No one. So, there was nobody that could possibly have a newspaper. I just, I'm just wondering, what was the thought process really? Like, ah, the Lord has bestowed upon us <laughs> a newspaper. A newspaper for free. For free. <laughs> Saving us money. <laughs> Our tides are working. <laughs> it was dated March 30th, too. So You're joking. That was, day. 
That's even creepier. Spooky, scary skeletons, Miss Girl. In the barn, too. Uh, <laughs> of all places. In the barn. Um, <laughs> so, strange events kept occurring that day. Um, the lock on the shed had been broken. No, immediately no. Yeah, no. Andy, what was, were they just like, hmm, I wonder who's running around our place? <laughs> like, what? Honestly, though, like, that's literally his attitude for, towards this whole thing. <laughs> like, he gets uneasy and, like, uncomfortable, I think, because he tells a couple people about it. But he just, like, goes He just out ignores out it. He's, like, out of sight, out He's of like, mind. Uh, Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't uh, know. This Andy, as much as I hate you, like, I think use your brain, man. I think He doesn't have one, obviously. He doesn't have one. Because he's stupid out. and I hate him. Yeah, honestly. Um, oh so Andy gosh. was confused as nothing seemed to be missing in the shed. Like, there was nothing missing. Okay, but there could be a murderer hiding around the corner. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. Hiding in the hay bales. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, the lock isn't broken, but there's nothing missing. There's a paper here. There's you a can't paper. find the keys. You can't find the keys. Someone has the keys to every single door in our house. Like, immediately Hello? Now. Um, those keys come back around. Sight girl. plot twist, it was him. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Andy had been, um... Heading to the fields around the back of the house when the most ominous part of this unfortunate story. I'm scared because that's already the rest of that was already ominous. I'm not even uh, ready for this. Yeah, this is the creepy part. This is where the name comes from. Part of the name. Okay. Um, he saw two sets of footprints in the snow leading from the woods directly towards his house, but no footsteps leading away. No. Meaning he was in the house. He was in the attic. Meaning someone had entered the house but not come out. And he he didn't do nothing about that? And you're not worried about this? Hello? What? What was the thought process here? I have here? no idea. The thought process? No, I'm seriously, you know, usually when it comes to victims of murder, I'd be like, oh, you know, maybe they had, like, some logical... No, he's stupid and I hate him anyways. Yeah, I'm like... So literally, what was he thinking? I have no idea what this man... What is wrong Like, what would me and you do if we saw that? I'd call the cops. I would, I would call, run. I would literally probably start crying. I would get as far away as I could. Yeah. I would take my run fish, Ricky Bobby, and I would run out the door. Exactly. Grab your child, Ricky Bobby. Hide your mother. <laughs> <laughs> hide your wives. Hide, hide your kids. Hide your wives. Hide your kids. Um, I, I hate so, Andy. He's stupid. He could have he could have prevented this if he was smart. Honestly, I truly fully believe this man could have prevented. If he had all half a brain cell, he could have. Yeah. And honestly, Victoria too a little bit. Who was oh, that? Oh, did man? she see them too? Well, oh she yeah, saw the she man saw that guy. The woods. I'm like, why didn't she tell? I mean, she told her friend. But I also, guess. I guess it was a different time where like you didn't think that people were out to get you. I guess so. we're just really hyper aware of things now. Yeah, dude. I go grocery happened. shopping and I'm like. I, I'm like I'd be driving my, my car and I'm like remember remember that car behind me. <laughs> They're following. Are me. they following me? I swear. Um. So clearly not extremely unnerved, he continued on with his work in the field and bumped into Lorenz Schlittenbauer. Mm, good old Lorenz. Which, <laughs> good old Lorenz Schlittenbauer. <laughs> um, which was not surprising as the properties backed up to each other. Um. Andy told Lorenz about the strange things that had happened. Um, Lorenz seemed to be more alarmed than Andy. Because uh, yeah, I feel he, like Lorenz, he's kind of like a POS, but also, like, he has some brain cells. Yes, yeah. Um, so he offered his revolver. Okay, per To which Andy refused. Andy, you dumb whore! I know! Why is he so- I literally can't wrap my brain around this. I don't know. Like, I, I don't can't. know what's wrong with him. Um, Lorenz, uh, urged him to involve the police, to which, again- 
Andy didn't seem interested in. I hate the stupidity of this so man. So stupid. Later that day, another neighbor encountered Andy and said, quote, He told me that in the snow, a track of two sets of footprints led up to his estate. He believed that rogues were in his house. I offered to help him search the property, to which Gruber replied that he was not afraid. It's in, and then oh, this is, big, strong, macho man. Yeah, you're oh, not afraid? How I'm, about your two grandkids, your daughter and your wife? Like, what? I hate this guy. I'm like, and they're probably in the house still. Yeah. And, and he's just, he's out plowing the fields. And he's and by like, himself. Like, I don't like this guy. I really such don't. such an idiot. I'm really angry right now. Anywho. Um, and then I put, like, sort of like a note. I said, it's interesting to me that um, he wasn't afraid as he was a really private person with a lot of secrets. Um, which I guess yeah. most of them were unearthed, but they were a family that really kept to themselves. Like, they were, I think, a little bit of hermits. Okay. Kind like, of, like, they didn't, they didn't, they kept to themselves a lot. You do you, but, like, right. if there's an intruder in your house. Well, like, and, like, since he was such a private person, you would think that he would want to keep his property on lockdown. Yeah, like, you'd think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. But no, he's a dumb whore. Yeah, he's... He's an ignorant slut. He's the dumbest man I've ever heard of. And he's a rapist, so I just hate him any like I yeah, hate like him I, more. I I, I don't feel him. bad for him. I'm just really questioning like his where did his brain cells go? Same. Um, Why? So he returned back to the house and found one of the cows loose. Um so Andy was even more suspicious considering the events of the day. So like he, to him it seemed weird even though it was a farm and it probably happened not like uncommonly. Right. I'm sure. But like with all the other events. Oh, definitely. On. I would definitely be suspicious. Um, so he was. He was suspicious of that. Um, so I said, you can't help but wonder if he told his family about everything that happened that day. Um, did Victoria know something or was Andy hiding something? Like anything? Like did you tell them about stuff? Like I wouldn't surprise me if he kept it to himself, honestly. He kind of does seem like the dummy to do that. Yeah, like, oh, it's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. <laughs> and, like, did Victoria know something? Did she know that man? Why was she so upset? Because it was also reported that one night she was in the woods by herself crying. And, um... I would be too if my dad was like that. But. Same. Um, two of the... So it was a mother and daughter. They were walking in the woods that night. And they just saw her... Like, and they saw her crying and they were like, what's wrong? And was she in on it? I don't know. That's the weird part is she was really, like... She was crying a lot, and she could hardly talk, and they figured it was because of the abuse she... Right, and then she just had a kid, and there's no yeah. supposed baby and like, daddy, But so. she's also been seeing this man at the edge of the woods, like, what's going on with that? Like, does she know him? Like, who knows? Yeah. Nobody knows, because they died, and that was it. Jeez, dude. Um, and I might learn more for part two. I haven't finished the book yet, so... Okay. There might mind. be some backtracking in the next episode. Who knows, Yeah. So, the night before the murder, Andy and most likely the rest of the family were tormented by the sound of footsteps moving around above and them in the attic. And you didn't go check. I know. You didn't call someone. Um, you oh, didn't but take your kitchen knife. I know. So, Andy had reached his breaking point and could no longer push off the evidence of an intruder. In the early hours of March 31st, Andy Gruber searched the house as well as went up to the attic and found no one. He Look did, harder. however... Look harder. I know, honestly. He did, however, find a large quantity of straw covering the floor as yeah, if he was to in the cover, barn. as <sighs> if to cover up the sound of footsteps, 
which clearly children. didn't work. I mean, obviously. Because they heard but it all night. I just... And you didn't run out of the house screaming, crying, and throwing up? Like... I know. That's what's so confusing. Like, Let's okay, just go so, back to bed, guys. Yeah, like... What? I know. It's so strange to me. Anyways, Andy and his daughter took a trip to town and each told the shopkeeper of the strange things that had been going on. So they both... So at that point, I'm sure the family knew. I would have burned the house down by now. Same. I'm sorry. But I like, literally would have left. I would have packed everything and left. I would have moved um, out to a Andy, dumpster. however, left out the information about the straw that had been all over the attic. But that's like a big detail, bro. So I don't... Yeah, I, there's no reason for him to have done that. He's I don't just know an why. ignorant slut. I guess, or he's just stupid and forgot. Like, I have no idea what his deal is. Anyways, there wasn't much of... That was all that I read about that. Like, he just forgot for some reason. He left that out. I'm really questioning the mental he's, capacity that this I'm man has. About him is, he, is he, is he okay? fit to fit to do anything? I know. Like, you, should you be working machinery, sir? <laughs> should you be operating heavy machinery? Like, honestly, do you even have your forklift license? Right, exactly. Like, do you? Did you oh pass if you God. do have it? Yeah. Did, or did you? When did you drop out? Because you clearly, <laughs> obviously, did not go through did any kind of critical of, thinking. Yeah, like, did you drop out of school in first grade? The kindergarten man at this point. Honestly. Um, so the two finished up in the shop and said goodbye. Uh, they started the, the hour walk home. Um, and what no one knew was that was the last time anyone would see the father and daughter alive. So the shopkeeper was the last person to see them alive. Ooh, sus. Not sus, yeah. I mean, that's like creepy. Yeah. So the morning of April 1st came and young Kazilia did not show up for school. This wasn't extremely alarming to anyone as she could have been sick. Plus, everyone knew the Gruber home was recently very troubled. When was it not troubled? Uh, yeah, it sounds like it kind of always was. Yeah, it's always kind of troubled. Um, so, at around noon, two vendors, or salesmen, whatever you want to call them, um, who were actually brothers, interesting mm-hmm. little fact there, uh, <laughs> it's not really, it's just, made a visit to the farm in order to fulfill a coffee order from Victoria. She was oh. thinking the same thing, oh, girl. Her. <laughs> she, she had that craft <laughs> coffee. Mm. She sounds like a coffee snob. Love yeah, that honestly. Uh, they later stated they had knocked on all the windows and shouted loudly. Um, this was after they knocked on the door, obviously. They, they just... really wanted their check. They wanted their bag. They were like, they open just... this damn door. <laughs> Run me my check. Dude. Um, yeah, no, they knocked on the door and then they proceeded to, when nobody answered, they were knocking on the windows and like shouting loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, they walked around the house to look in the kitchen windows, but could not see any sign of the family moving around inside the house. Okay. What did so. they do about this? Tell me they were smart. Tell me Coffee Brothers no. were smart. Just listen, girl. Just get ready. I had so much um, faith in them. They looked inside the stable windows as well, but only saw the family dog and the cattle. Um, according to them, nothing seemed suspicious at the farm. Except nobody answering the door even when you're screaming, crying, and throwing up to Hello? get your check. Anyways. They did, however, say they passed three people on the way to the farm that day. Which is weird, because, like, this is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, okay. it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, you okay. would not think that you would pass three people on the road. That yeah. day. I mean, any day. I used to live in my, my mom's neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. If one car passes by, we're like, who is it? Who the hell's that? <laughs> um, so they saw two women, both between 50 to 60 years old, who seemed to be like travelers. Travelers. Like, you know, very earthy ladies. Earthy. Hippies. Hippies, yeah. Hippies, nomads. Um, there was also a man with them who did not have the same appearance. Mm. Was he um, wearing an army coat by any chance? I don't know. Didn't say that. That was a very important detail. Yeah. The brothers that would out. be if so. very interesting. That's all they said about that. It was just a man who wasn't a traveler? Yeah, who didn't look like the women. He looked different. 
Okay, well, what did he look okay, like? Okay, give me, give me details. Right. I need a description what to make my wearing? sketch. Was he wearing a coat? So, the coffee salesmen went about with their day and visited the Schlittenbauer residence. Okay. Uh, so, by this time, Lorenz was remarried. So, you remember how he was going to marry okay, Victoria. Okay, so he's, fa- he's low-key fathering a child to Victoria, but then he was like, never mind, I ain't your daddy. Right. He's not the father. Right, but he still pays child support. Okay, he still I mean, paid child support, that's Which good. is like, you know, that's That's good. actually good. Um, he was going to marry Victoria, but she was pregnant, and so then he called it off. He pays child support. Okay. Um, but then he decided to remarry. Anyway, I mean, um, live your life. Like, yeah, go ahead, sir. Um, so at, at Groburn, um, oh, shooty. Hold on. Uh, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the next one. The coffee salesman went about the, with their day and visited the Schlittenbauer residence, um, at Groburn and told Lorenz's wife what had happened at the Groburn's farm. So Lorenz was remarried at this point. Right, right, right. Um, and he so wasn't So the coffee home. brothers are like. Hey girl, the, let me tell the you. Groburn? Gruber. The Gruber residence is yes. like being sus. Yeah. Like okay. they aren't answering. Okay. We've not. I see where yelled. this is going. And then she's going to tell Lorenz and Lorenz is going to be like, wait, no, the intruder. Ah. Girl, you'll see. Oh, I'm on top of this. Mm-hmm. So Lorenz wasn't home at the time and the two salesmen, salesmen came through. Um, and, oh, sorry. When the two salesmen came through. Um, and his wife didn't inform him of the Gruber's absence right away. So his Lorenz's wife didn't say. Oh, it wasn't like urgent. In no, her she didn't say it right away. Um, the same day the salesman came through, a carpenter was passing Hinterkaifeck on his way home. Um, he noticed smoke coming from the chimney. So this was later that day. This was like at night. So I'm guessing it was dark out. Okay. Um, so he noticed smoke coming from the chimney, and the place was quiet too, um, indicating more than likely the animals had all been fed because mm-hmm. they were, you know. Probably sleeping. Sleeping. Taking a little cow nap. Right. Um, he had noticed the smoke smelled strangely like burning rags and an acrid um, odor. So he used this word in the book and it means an irritatingly strong and unpleasant taste or smell. Okay. So acrid odor. Gotcha. Thank so you was, for that definition. I was like, you're welcome. I really tried to do stuff like that so yeah, that you, you're doing really well. Everyone could understand. Thanks, girl. That is really encouraging. Um, he looked out at the courtyard and noticed a figure that was moving around. You're joking. No, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, he, who raised a flashlight straight into his eyes, <gasps> so blinding him momentarily. Wait, they had flashlights back in 19. Yes, they did, and I didn't know that um, until I started researching this case. Um, So this made the carpenter feel like sort of spooked, Uh, and he quickly proceeded home. Okay, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. No, thank you. He was buying his own business. Yeah, right. Like, Like, see you later. Yeah. Um, So on Sunday, April second, the family didn't show up to church at Wade Hoffen. I always hesitate on the last part because I always want to say like Hoofen, Hoofen, Um, but it's probably Hoffen. Um, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, somebody's going to yell at us. I know, I'm scared. Um, so Victoria's friends, uh, especially noticed this and found it odd as she rarely missed church, uh, due to her being in the choir. So she was like, since she sang so well, she was like one of the like main. She was front and center. Yes, she was one of the main singers in the choir. 
So, like, for her to miss church, and she was deeply religious. Right. So, she was always there. She was very dedicated. Um, so, the Gruber's neighbor had been working his fields when he realized how quiet the house had been lately, and not even the dog was barking. Um, so, the next day was April 3rd, and the postman came by and noticed Joseph's stroller was not in the kitchen with him in it, like it usually was. So, Joseph was usually probably in the kitchen as like Victoria did something yeah. or her mom or whoever. It was like it was like the old fashioned docatot. Yes. So the post so the um, mailman didn't notice the kitchen door was cracked open a little. So he just assumed the family was somewhere in the house. Like he didn't I feel like if he would have noticed the door was open a little, he would have been like, what? That's kind of sus. Let me, let me go check this out. Right, but he didn't notice it. So okay. he was like, oh, they're just not in the kitchen today. No blame to the, was it the postman or the milkman? Uh, the postman. No blame to Or the mailman. Postman. Modern times, you know. Uh, I like postman. I like postman too. It's cute. Wait, oh, um, yes. So Tuesday, the so this is sort of just, because it was like four days until they were found. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, I'm basically just kind of going in order of events of people going to right, the farm. Right, okay. No, I like it. I'm with it. Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, so, Tuesday the 4th, a man named Albert Hoffner came to repair a diesel engine for Andy and noticed that the dog was barking and it had been shut up in the stables. Um, he also noted the house was closed up and dark inside. No smoke was coming from the chimney, either. Um, okay. He knocked and waited for someone to come to the door, but no one answered, so he sat under a nearby apple tree and waited for the Groovers to return. After a while, Hoffner saw a man in the distance at the edge of the woods who was moving around in the fields. He just assumed it was Andy who would soon so return to speak Mr. with him. So, Mr. Murder is just hanging out here for a couple days, like, yeah. doing his little thing? Oh, yeah, four days. Oh, my god. He's gosh. gone the last day. When they when they were found? Mm-hmm. Was he just, like, waiting to see, like, somebody to find them? I have no was idea. He just... What a creep. Weird. Uh, I have a theory about it, but we're not going to go into that yet. Part two. That's part part two, two, baby. So he just assumed it was Andy uh, who would return to speak with him about the repair of the diesel engine um, as he was there by appointment. Like, he had an appointment. So, like, he figured, oh, like, he'll be back because we have an appointment, so he's not going to forget. Oh, man. Poor guy was probably just waiting out there. Oh, I know. Um, So the figure eventually disappeared. Um, so Hoffner decided to work on the engine and did so for about four and a half hours, which that's a long time. That's a long time. This murder psycho is just, like, walking around. I guess. Like, if that is him at the edge of the woods. Like, I mean, I could. Which I I would assume. I think it's safe to assume. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Definitely. Because, like you said, they're, like, in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Well, when he knocked, did he, like, escape out the back or something and run to the woods? Yeah. Because he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to get caught. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, theories. Um, so... He finished and went to go try and find one of the Groovers again. Um, he found no one, yet the stable doors were wide open, and the dog was now at the front of the house. Bro! So, yeah. Hoffner knew the dog, but it seemed to be acting out of character. It was barking and snarling at him. Okay. So Poor dog. Sad. He's probably um, seen too much. So as Hoffner approached the dog, he noticed it had a gash across its eye, as if it had been slashed with a sharp object. Poor buddy. Yeah. So, like, he was probably also traumatized Yeah. by s- someone hurting him. And that's probably why he was, like, barking and, like, snarling mm-hmm. and, like, freaking out. So sad. Um, and Hoffner then knocked on the front door again and this time tried to open it and go inside. The door was locked, but he noted that it seemed like someone had come and gone, which he found strange, 
because he had made a lot of noise and thought someone would have come and found him. So he he figured that somebody that when he was working on the engine had come to the house and then left. Bro. Yeah. But and he figured it was just the family. So he was like, "That's weird because I was making a lot of noise. You yeah. would think like somebody would come talk and he to had me." An appointment. Maybe he was just like, "Whatever. They're having a rough day. I'll come back. I'll come back." Right. Back. So um, he left to go to Groburn, um, and went to the Schlittenbauer residence where he reported his findings to the two daughters of Lorenz. Um, Hoffner proceeded to tell one one other neighbor and the mayor about what happened to the what happened at the Gruber farm. But both were not concerned. Um, so the young Schlittenbauer girls told their father when he returned home and he recruited his son and stepson to go to the farm to try and see if the family were there. Okay. Um, so now people are finally like... At least the Schlittenbauers. Okay. Everybody else was a little bit like, um, they're probably just okay. busy. Who knows? So Hoffner was the one who sort of got everything stirred up. Okay. At and least was, in... Who's Hoffner again? Remind me. He's the repairman of the diesel engine. Oh, he was okay. the one that She's saw the, the dog. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Lorenz recruited his son and his stepson to go and check out the farm, see okay. what's going on, check on the family and everything. Um, and just like Hoffner, they found no one at the farm with it still being closed up and dark inside. Um, the two boys told their father. Lorenz was now worried and decided to recruit two neighbors named, I guess, Mitchell? Mm-hmm. M-I-C-H-E-L? Right? No. Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> like in Michelle. Gilmore Girls? I know. Michelle. Michelle. Maybe? I don't know. Um, Peel, his last name is? His last name. I use his last name, so we'll just... Okay. Peel. 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 Yeah, something. P-O-E-L-L. P-O-E-L. Pull. Pull. No, I actually learned this. Pell. Pell. So, Pell. Right? Pell. Yeah. I think. And Joseph, if my experience is correct, okay. should be Pell. Okay. Um, so, Michelle. Michelle. Pell. Michelle Pell. <laughs> I hate my laugh. Um, it's so cute. And Joseph Sig- Sigel, S-I-G-L. These names, S-I-G. man. Just call him Sig. Joe. Oh, Joseph. I'll call him Joseph. Um, to go with but him. But not baby Joseph. No. That it, could get confusing. Okay, that's the other thing that's crazy about call this. Call him Joe. Okay, I'll call him Joe. So, there are so many people with the same names. Well, yeah, it was like, what, 1922? There was like three names. Right, and they all lived in such a small town. Oh, yeah. I'm like, they totally reused all their names. They had no idea. Anyways. There's too much creativity nowadays in names. Yeah, I'm like, you just named your kid. I saw this Instagram trendy beige mom name her son Florence. Oh, no, not your son. I know. He's going to get bullied. <sighs> that's so sad. I'm all for, like, gender-neutral names. But Me, I feel like too. That's just, that's that's just, just a very a feminine name. name. Yeah, that's a very... And they call him Flo. No, no, no. Reminds me of my period. <laughs> it reminds me of Flo from Diner Dash. Do you know it's what I'm not, talking about? No. That was my childhood. It was a uh, game. Anyways, side, yeah, side it's note. Total, total... Anywho, so, Michelle Pohl... Pell. Pell, sorry. No, you're good. Pell. Uh, he's a man. It's not a yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. It's not Michelle. It's a he, because men had to go investigate, obviously. Right. <laughs> the only, the only thing. It's the only answer. Yeah, the only right. option. Um, and Joseph, who was not the baby. A Joe. Baby, We're a gonna girl. call him Joe. Oh, yeah, that's right, Joe. 
um, to go with him for a more extensive search of the property. So Lorenz wanted two other men to go with okay. him, not just his son and his stepson. Valid. But he also brought them. Okay. Um, he was worried about um, Andy possibly hanging himself, which is interesting to me. That it is, didn't go into is... any more detail. I feel like Andy, for some reason, they hated each other, sort of, because of what went Andy down. Andy Lorenz? Yes. Okay. Because of what went down with Victoria. But also, like, they told each other a lot and talked to each other a lot. Was it, like, their properties? Yeah, I feel like, kind of. Because okay. their properties backed up to each other. Yeah, you kind of have to be on okay terms if your properties are backed up yeah, to each other. Yeah, right. Um, so they set off to visit the farm, bringing Lorenz's two sons with them as well. Okay. Um, the five of them didn't spend very much time knocking and checking windows as Lorenz's attention was directed to the open stable doors. Okay. Um, which is like, Hoffner didn't shut them. I'm like, that's kind of rude. But maybe he thought they were but, home. Yeah, he thought they were home. Anyways. So like, whatever. Um, he told his two boys to stay outside as the rest of the men went in. Lorenz led the way with a flashlight in hand. They first noticed the cow had broken loose from its stall mm-hmm. and was wandering around the main area of the stables. The next thing they saw was a scene... Many wouldn't be able to forget for their whole life. Oh, I'm scared. Um, Lorenz was the only one who remained in the barn as the other two men ran out in horror with faces as white as sheets. He kept his flashlight pointed to the scene where blood was staining the straw scattered around the four oh, bodies. Oh, so this happened in the barn? Yes, that lay motionless. We're going to get into that in part okay. two. Um, the top halves of the bodies were covered with straw and a piece of an old barn door. Um, Lorenz moved forward took a hold of a foot and turned the body over. It was Andy Gruber with blood caked on his face (gasps) from the deep gash that was in his head. It was very clear that there was no chance of saving Andy. Like, he was gone. They were all... It was like... It was like four four days? Four days. They were really brutally murdered. Um, He moved on to the next body. It was smaller. He returned. He turned it over to reveal the young Kazilia Gabriel. No. Yeah. Um, her head had also been cleaved open. She had patches of her own hair in her hands. No. Wait, Lorenz what? grabbed her by the arms and dragged her body to the side wall to sit her up so he could get a better look at her. Um, I also don't like that he dragged her. Yeah. Le- I don't, don't touch like the that. scene. Yeah. Um, like, assess, see if you can help, and then... Right. And also, like, she's seven years old. She was just brutally murdered. Like, Maybe you don't respect, need to drag her. respect her a little bit. Yeah. Like, to me, that was really disrespectful. I, I didn't like that. Yeah. Also, um, but at the same time, don't really know how I'd react to that situation. Also, yeah. Like, there's... Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Plus, like, not much they could do with, like, forensics. Yeah. Forensic. Forensically speaking. <laughs> right. Um, and... Again, why can't I remember how to say this? P... Pell. Pell. Thank you. Pell got the courage to come back in the stables and told Lorenz he shouldn't move any more of the bodies and leave them for the police. As it was very clear to them that none of the bodies could be saved. Yeah. He was like, okay, man, let's not do that. He had the right idea. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, Lorenz agreed and moved towards the side door that went into the kitchen. I told you that was going to come back. That was important information. (laughs) I'm really proud of myself. I I know, I know. You're you're going full circle. Thanks, girl. Um, The door was unlocked. The kitchen door? That door that connected the barn and the kitchen okay. was unlocked. So, like, some if somebody would have just gone But also, there. was I'm confused about that a little bit because um, the mailman went to the kitchen door and it was open a little. I think. So, but maybe the person, whoever it was that murdered them, shut it. Uh, maybe it was open. Yeah. Anyways, I think he was in day. and out a few times. Yeah, so. I, I definitely think so, too. Um, so, the door was unlocked. 
uh, he made his way in and went to the back door where he found the previously missing set of keys in mm. the lock. What? Yeah. He opened up the house to let the others in. So that just confirms who, where, where the keys went missing because somebody stuck yeah. in the house. Like, yeah, obviously. Somebody most definitely. You don't lose your keys in your door. No. Unless you're like me, who has lost their <laughs> keys in their door. <laughs> well, maybe they were. And I didn't find them, actually. Oh. Someone else did. Oh. It was Silas. Oh. <laughs> well, at least it was Silas. He was kind of upset. He was like, bro, your keys are, what, what? He was worried you were going to get murdered. He, well, yeah, I have two locks, but. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenz couldn't think of anything else but his supposed son, Joseph. Mm. Um, him and the two neighbors went into Victoria's room to find Joseph dead in his crib with his head caved in, in much his like crib? his sister's head. Yeah. That is he was so laying in his crib. Brutal. And his head was just like, uh, just like young Cazilius. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, it was caved in. Um, the blow to his head... Um, was done with such force that the blood splattered out onto the floor. Yeah. Um, and the ceiling of his crib was ripped apart, probably from the murder weapon that was used. So, like, it was so forcefully done that, like, his crib... I'm assuming... This was, like, 1922. It was an old crib. It was probably, like, one of those ones that was, like, like fabric. Yeah, Yeah, like a bassinet kind of thing. Um, so, like, it was done with such force that it, like, ripped all the fabric, like, the boning probably in it. Like, everything. Um, yeah. Dude. So, like, he didn't even, like, it was just, like... That poor baby. Yeah. Um, so the body of baby Joseph was partially covered with one of his mother's dresses. Good. Um, all three men went back into the kitchen. Lorenz entered the maid's room and noticed a pair of legs on the floor (gasps) concealed under a blanket. He quickly pulled the blanket off to reveal the body of a woman he had never seen before. Murdered in the same way as the others. The it was maid. the maid, Maria Baumgartner. Oh my gosh. Um, on the bed was her still unopened suitcase. <gasps> it seemed as though she didn't even have time to unpack before her life was taken from her. That's so sad. Yeah. So Lorenz told the others to go to Wan, Wanjin, Wangen. Um, I, it's just another town okay. um, around that area. I don't to know exactly. Fetch the police. Yes, to alert the police. Um, the men and the boys set off to Wangen or Wangen. I'm not sure how you say that. Um, Lorenz decided to stay behind, and by his own account, he went down to the basement to get some food to feed the pigs. Um, I think the farm animals hadn't been fed for a yeah, while. Yeah, that was probably. really sweet of him to, like... Yeah, which is, like, really cool. But, you know, he kind of pisses me off. Anyways. Lorenz? Yes, because he just is messing with a yeah, lot of Yeah, he is kind of messy. Just wait. Just wait. He's going to piss you off more. I'm wondering, though, if the murderer stuck around to, like, take care of the animals at all. Oh, 100% he did. Oh, really? Because, um... Did he just want that farm? So he was, like... I have no idea what this Yeah, what was the motive here? I hope that the book goes into it. Um, but definitely he did because, um, when the carpenter went past the farm at night, all the animals seemed to be really quiet. Mm. So he figured they had been fed. And that was when the chimney had smoke coming out of it. That's so that was, like, right after the murders? Probably, yeah. Because it was the same day the coffee salesmen were there, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the others reached Wangen, Wangen, the town, the town um, where they told the mayor what was going on. The mayor called the police that were in a nearby jurisdiction who hurried to the scene. At, the sa- at that same time, a call was made to the chief of police in Munich, who immediately dispatched six officers oh to the gosh. scene including a photographer named Andreas, so 
another Andy. Another Andy. Um, B. Glader. The Glader. Mm. Nah, whatever. Whatever. Anywho. And two dog handlers. Um, the Munich police wouldn't arrive on the scene until after midnight. Ugh. Yeah. Um, by the time the local police arrived at Hinterkaifeck, a sizable crowd had gathered. Um, the news had spread fast due to the town yeah. being so small and such a tight-knit community. As more and more people arrived on the scene, Lorenz decided to take charge of the scene and give people a tour of the property You're... and a view of the bodies in both the barn and the house. Stop. Yeah. Was this just his time to shine? I guess. What was he like, thinking? I have no idea what any of these people think at all. They're all crazy. I kind I was low key rooting for Lorenz. Same, like he was good for a little bit. Like he was worried about them, and like yeah. he was paying. But child also, support. like I've heard of like these old murders and stuff, and like that's kind of a common thing. It is like, common. I think because death at that time was just kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Now that like, like I thought about it, like we see we see like quote death even if it's like on in a movie on mm-hmm. TV like yeah it's just I think we're probably desensitized to it. Oh, I think so too. So yeah, I think. Death at that time was something that was looked at very differently. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was, like, almost like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. What is this? That's, like, you know? that's the goriest thing they're ever going to see in their entire lives, mm-hmm. probably. When yeah. We have just, and like, we have, like, horror movies. Yeah. yeah, that are, like, so gory and feel so real. Yeah. I love Scream. I've never seen it. <gasps> oh, my gosh, movie night next week. Yeah, girl. I'll be so scared. I'll be peeing. That's really not that bad. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, like, I, I it's watched... like a comedy horror kind of. Oh, okay, then I'll be fine. It's so good. Um, so one of the locals named Johan, Joe? Johan? Johan, thank you. Um, I'm not going to say his last name. Okay, Who needs fine. a last name? It's too hard to say. It's Johan. There's not Johan, Johan in the story. stated that everyone was destroying evidence due to the tours uh, Lorenz decided to give them. Lorenz, Lorenz simply replied, there is nothing that could be done. Okay, buddy. Maybe don't give them a tour. Yeah, that's what could be Dude, done. Dude, he's an ignorant slut. He's so nasty. Anyways, Just like Andy. Yeah, I thought he was better. That's why they're friends. Mm. Sort of. Um, and I should also note that uh, Johan himself had an extensive tour of the property already uh, prior to the authorities' arrival. Wait, what was Johan? What was his occupation again? He was the one who was like, oh, let's not do tours of it. That's, oh, but you're he, tampering with evidence. Oh, but I'm but sure he, he went on the tour before. Yeah. Loki, that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my gosh, give me a tour. I'd, I'd be, be like, the you person- shouldn't give any more tours, though. Like, I was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and that was before authorities arrived, too. And oh they weren't gosh. concerned about that, either. The authorities, when they arrived, they were just kind of like, oh, meh. I would kick Lorenz out so fast. Oh, same. I'd be like, get out of here. Yeah, leave. Um, so this was the start of one of the most perplexing and frustrating murder investigations in German history. Yeah, it sounds like Um, Lorenz Schlittenbauer's behavior during the events of finding the bodies and being questioned would eventually leave him being the prime suspect (gasps) as he was calm, casual, and business-like during the whole thing. I was just thinking that. I was like, this is a guy he's known for a long time. Y'all basically share property. Yeah. And that's where... You're leaving me right there? I'm leaving you right there. Oh, my gosh. There you go. That's really good. Yeah, thanks. I'm invested. It's it's crazy. I told you it was crazy. These people that's are crazy. crazy. I've never heard of that one. This one, I was so... I'm so excited for this one to, like, be out. Be wrapped up? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that so was So, part really two. Part two next week. And that's going to be the investigation, probably more details theories. about the murders, theories. Um, um, so, yeah. 
Also, I'm going to reveal what the murder weapon was. I was going to ask you that, but, oh, man, I have to wait. Okay. Yep. I'm going to get on it. The research. <laughs> Got to finish sure, that book. Make sure y'all tune in next week, because we will yes. have new equipment. Yeah. I don't think for a part two of this story, but I think my episode, we might have everything. Yeah. By then. Super exciting. Um, I guess, oh, we should also talk about that we're probably going to be, not probably, we're definitely going to be on, like, a two-week break. Towards the end of May. Because I'm getting married. Woo, 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 woo. Super excited. And I'll be on my honeymoon. Yes. And getting married when we usually upload and record. So. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break. We're going to take a little break. Um, Hopefully Lily can get a good case in by then. Yeah. I hope that I'll be able to research. I mean, I'll have a lot of time on my hands during my honeymoon too. So. And I'll have a lot of time on my hands because I always have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> I wish that was me. So. I think that's all for this episode. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. At Uncovered the Pod. And yes. we also made a TikTok. We don't have any TikToks yet. But no. I'm, I'm brainstorming. Oh and boy. follow us on TikTok at the Uncovered Podcast. Yes. And I think, I think, I think that's, that's it. all. All right. So, I hope you enjoyed this And case. I hope you keep listening because we're getting new equipment. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Me too. Oh all right. Okay, See you next time for See part two. See you all next week.